Hey everyone, does capitalism get you down? Does the constant pressure to be productive get to you? Are you tired of being a cog in the machine? Then we invite you to be part of the revolution against toxic productivity by embracing the useless things. Welcome to episode 54 of the Very Unimportant People podcast. Do less. I'm your host, Lydia, and this week I got really high and I went down a ski hill and it was terrifying. (laughs) And my name's Courtney and uh, this week I got stuck in Vancouver twice. Oh. Oh, (laughs) We did the same week. Eventful week for us. Eventful week for us. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about your skiing experience. Okay. So uh, basically, I'm like an okay skier. I would say that I'm above like beginner for sure mm-hmm. and above like intermediate maybe i am an intermediate so i went to mont tremblant which is in quebec which is in canada and it's like one of the bigger hills that you can which go to in in the earth <laughs> sorry on the earth yeah just to clarify <laughs> in north america on the earth yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like one of the bigger ones you can go to that's like kind of close to here and like reasonably priced and it's like pretty touristy so a lot of people go there but basically i was doing for most of the first day i was doing like greens blues and some black diamonds and i never touched the the double black diamonds because the black diamonds were so freaking hard that i was like there's no way that i could do Mm -hmm. like the regular one and there's also these fun little areas called the glades (laughs) and um it's basically spaced out trees that you can ski in between and you can like kind of weave back and forth except throughout the day fun yet terrifying (laughs) yes exactly except throughout the day these skiing like in between turns into a type of mogul situation Mm. and the thing with moguls is that i can't do them (laughs) so (laughs) moguls are like the bumps on the hills you know i'm pretty sure it's an event in the olympics and like i am not a mogul person so i like i also have really vintage skis so it kind of i feel like it might hinder me a little bit because they're very old and they don't like have like the aerodynamics of the newer skis or whatever and like my boots are just very like compressing and blah 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 (laughs) so already i feel like i was at a disadvantage Mm -hmm. and then we decided to smoke a jaunt on Mont Tremblant because what else are you gonna do? <laughs> and we came up with a fun little saying, which was a jaunt on Mont Tremblant. And then we took it even further. It said, um, jaunt Tremblant. <laughs> it was pretty fire. I don't know. It was a good joke. It's creative. I'll give you that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> so we did it in the glades and we're like chilling near this log. And um, we took our skis off and we're like hitting the jaunt. And um, suddenly, like, the noise of skiers behind us becomes so loud. Like, it sounds like a tarp being ripped in half, like, over and over and over again, like, right next to my ear. I was like, what the fuck is that noise? Like, I was like, why is it so loud? And they were (laughs) like, it's just the people skiing, Lydia. It's fine. I was like, no, it's literally so loud. Like, what is happening right now? (laughs) And then we decide to leave. Um... And then I realized that I'm the one making the loud ass noise. So every time I go, I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I'm fucking losing it because I just hear this loud ass noise in my head. Um, and then we go down further down the hill. And like, I don't know if it was just my impaired state or if it was a really hard hill, but I felt like we were going down a black diamond. And I were was you just in the like, glades? Just to clarify. Or just down we weren't hill. in the No, we had to go because the glades were in the middle. And then like on the side is like a little hill that you could go down if you want to bail out of the glades. If uh, they were too so hard. Bailed. So like, yeah, I bail quick. Okay. I bailed right <laughs> away. I was not going through the glades in that condition. So I bailed as soon as I possibly could. And then um, just like even going down that hill, I guess it was also for advanced skiers. So some of it was mogli, but I couldn't tell if it was mogli or not. And I was just like kind of going down it and I was like going so fast. I was like, oh my God, I think I'm losing control. And then I finally regained control. And I was the last one down the hill and my friends were all like watching me come down. And I get to the bottom and I was like, guys, that was terrifying. They were like, oh, you looked so great at the end of it. Like I never seen you ski like that before. Like it was so controlled. <laughs> but so just I'm- like calm on the outside. <laughs> inside there was a lot freaking going out <laughs> <laughs> yeah but they were like that was so great like wow good job like you really had control over the skis and then like you know the cut at the end i was like shh it was oh yeah so that was kind of my wow. experience <laughs> it was yeah intense. i would have literally died if i did that <clears throat> just just died i did fear probably for just gone point. down on my butt <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i'm done <laughs> I had to do that at one point in the day, but that was like the day before and I was completely sober and I still had to go down on my butt. (laughs) It happens, you know? It does. Sometimes it's just so icy and so steep and it's just not possible. You gotta go sideways. 
and then Whoa! really quickly and yeah. switch directions and then Whoa! yeah and then like just or just slide down sideways sometimes you minutes. can do that you can just slide down the whole hill yeah. sideways if it's like steep um, enough that's yeah, what I used to that's do. that's true. Yeah, sometimes that's why that, like, doesn't work for me when I'm, like, going sideways down the hill. Because I still, I feel like I'm gaining speed, even though I'm going directly <laughs> across the hill. I still, I'm like, why am I picking up speed? I'm going technically straight across an incline. Like, I don't understand physics. So <laughs> it was a really confusing time. Just two arts majors trying to make it through the world. <laughs> trying to make it through the world. Yeah, trying to make it through life. Not understanding physics. No. <laughs> physics is He's not hard. fun. <laughs> I just live in the physics world. I don't want to understand it. I just live in it, Me you too. know. Yeah. It's physics is world. better not knowing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It'll just confuse me too much. <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, so tell us about your airplane experience. Oh boy, you guys. I yeah, like a few rough. weeks ago I had an opinion about the holidays and about how like it forces you to travel home and it's expensive and it's uh, stressful and like I live that real time. Real time. So I traveled home to Ontario for the holidays and I was connecting through Vancouver because mm-hmm. there was no direct flights for like under 2000 So I was like, I'm not going to pay that much. Oh, so, shit. That's yeah. expensive. I decided I paid, to like, 400 to come to see you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. Back. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> That's so, a lot. Yeah. So um, I woke up in the morning of my flight and I got an email and it was like, your flight has been... Like, your second flight has been pushed back, and my 45-minute layover turned into a five-hour layover. And then Mm. at the end of the email, you have two options, and it's to accept the flight or cancel the whole booking. (laughs) Those are the only two options you have. So I was like, I have to accept this. There's no other option. like, I'm going home. (laughs) Yeah, so I accepted it, and I, like, was unable to print off my second or, like, download my second boarding pass on like the online check-ins which i thought was weird so i went to the airport and i lined up in line and it was like so long because like there was just chaos at the airport yeah and i got to the front and she like checked in my bag she printed off my like boarding passes and i was like hey like is my bag checked all the way through to toronto and she was like no and i was like well could you do that for me (laughs) because i'm going to toronto and she was like no i actually can't because um you're overnighting in vancouver and we can't keep your bag overnight and I was like, oh, what do you mean that I'm overnighting? What? And she was like, yeah, your flight <clears throat> at 10 p.m. is tomorrow at 10 p.m. No. So that means what was a 45-minute layover actually got changed to a 28-hour layover Oh my! in God. Vancouver. And I was like, I don't want to get on this flight. Can we please, like, change my first flight? Let me, okay, to put this in perspective, the flight from Victoria to Vancouver is an eight-minute flight. Okay, so I was flying <laughs> eight minutes <laughs> to wait for 28 hours in Vancouver. Yeah, I was yeah. like, this is stupid. Yeah, Put me on ridiculous. a different flight. And she was like, mm-hmm. I can call reservations, but it's going to take me 30 minutes to get through to them. And your flight what? boards in 10 minutes. I was like, I guess I'm going to Vancouver. So, oh. yeah. Um, I got on the flight. And she was like, don't worry. In Vancouver, they'll help you. They'll get you a hotel voucher. They'll, like, sort you out. And I was like, okay. Oh, still great. sucks, but okay. Mm-hmm. So I get to Vancouver. And I go and get my baggage, and I'm waiting in line for, like, the check-in. And let me tell you, the line was all the way across the fucking airport. I waited in this line for four hours. Four (laughs) hours I was in line. (laughs) Dude, they did that on purpose to slow you down. I know, I know. They did it on purpose. They do not want you to get into that hotel and use their precious little vouchers. they don't. They don't. And so while I was in line, so I booked my flight through Expedia. So while I was in line, I called Expedia. And I was like, look, I just want to get home can I cancel just this flight and get a refund? Because, Mm -hmm. like, I could fly home with anyone else right now and, like, get home tonight, you know? And they're like, no, because you already checked in, so your ticket is with WestJet, so they have to give you the refund. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I wait in line. I get to the front of the line. I'm like, hey, look, I just want to cancel this flight. Can you help me? And she was like, Mm -hmm. no, you booked with Expedia. And I was like, no, that's not true. So she was like, call the Expedia person. I called the Expedia person. She took my phone, puts the Expedia person on speaker, calls yeah. her manager, puts him on speaker, <laughs> and the Expedia person and the WestJet person are fighting with each other over speakerphone. <laughs> and I'm just, just standing give, there. You, just give the girl a refund. I know. They're what just the fighting fuck? over, like, who had my money, so who had to give me a refund. And the consensus mm-hmm. was that nobody had my money, so no one had to give me the refund. Uh, so I was like, okay, so you're not giving me a refund. And I was like, can I please get a hotel voucher because I'm stuck here overnight? And she goes, no, we're not giving oh. out hotel vouchers. I was like, what the f- so I'm stuck here for 28 hours. You won't give me food, in taxi, hotel. She was like, no, you oh have to figure God. that out yourself. And I was like, what? But it's completely their fault. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. So at the end of the day, there was 
a flare flight right beside me, like beside mm-hmm. the check-in counter that was flying out in like a couple of hours. And I was like, mm-hmm. by the time that I pay for a hotel, a taxi both ways, and f- like four meals, it's going to be probably the same price as a flare flight. Holy shit. So I bought another flight. <laughs> oh my God. And like five minutes after I booked that flight, that flight got delayed six hours. <laughs> no. No. So then, but I mean, I would still get home sooner. And like for context, my mom had booked like an Airbnb up north for us. Mm -hmm. And so like we had to leave on Monday. Yeah. If I was getting in late, everybody was waiting and Mm -hmm. missing like two days at the Airbnb because of me. Oh God. So like I had to get home. So this would at least get me home on time. So I slept overnight in the airport. (laughs) I got on my flare flight. I got home. Um, my parents literally picked me up from the airport on the way up north <laughs> because, oh like, I got God. in so late. That's but we got so there. Sad. It was fine. Um, your flight left on, like, 10 o'clock, the expensive flight. The yeah. The fucking WestJet flight. I can't believe you never got your money back for that. You didn't even board the plane. That's I know. So and they, like, stupid. sent me... And, and there were so many people whose flights have, like, gotten canceled. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm helping you out by not wanting to get on this plane. Like, you can give yeah. my seat to someone else. But no, it wouldn't. That's so bullshit. And then. Stupid. I hear that they overbook flights on purpose sometimes. So sometimes. I think my flight got canceled. I think that's what happened. And then they have to like bump everyone on new flights. And so I just, I guess, was one of the last people that got bumped. Oh, that's such bullshit. So then on the way back. So it took me like literally over 24 hours to get from (laughs) Victoria to Toronto, which is ridiculous. And -hmm. then on the way back, I was like, okay, this like can't happen again. That was like a one off thing. Never Mm -hmm. happening again. I was so wrong. Um, so my first flight my first flight gets delayed of course um it gets delayed by like 82 minutes or something like that and if it gets delayed more than 90 minutes you can get financial compensation for it but they only delayed it freaking 82 minutes and i was like frick you anyway yeah they're just doing that on purpose and like i already knew that i wasn't making my second flight but i knew that most of the people on my second flight were on the first flight Mm -hmm, right so mm -hmm. i was like okay maybe they'll hold it for us you know yeah so we get on the plane, it's late, we fly, we land, I get an email being like, your itinerary has changed, you're now on mm-hmm. a flight like tomorrow afternoon or whatever. So, and then I checked the time that our flight landed, like my second flight mm-hmm. landed or took off from Victoria, from Vancouver, and it was 10 minutes before we landed. It left. I was like, you couldn't like, just hold it for 10 more minutes, you know that, that was so many people like on this 50 flight. was people. Yeah. <laughs> on the plane. And those planes are like literally 20 people, like they're tiny yeah. little planes up, like just wait anyways you must know that like that's so fucking this time thankfully they gave me a hotel voucher and they gave Mm. me some food vouchers but let me tell you they gave me a hotel voucher to the sandman hotel they were like go wait outside for a shuttle i was like great i'll go wait outside for a shuttle waited for 30 minutes no shuttle came tried to call the hotel no such thing you can't call the hotel so i ended up paying 20 dollars for a taxi to get there Mm. i get there he was like i have good news and i have bad news for you Bad news is we don't have any more rooms for you. <laughs> she was like, good news is the Holiday Inn has rooms for you. Great. Sticks me in the back of a freaking taxi, sends me to the Holiday Inn. I get to the Holiday Inn. I'm like, hey, you know, I have like a voucher. Please let me yeah. stay here. And they're like, we can't take your voucher because it's addressed to the Sandman Hotel. What the? And I was like, they don't have rooms for me. Yeah, and they're like, like they you have two options. Space. You can go back to the airport and try to get them to give you a different voucher. Or you can oh pay for God. it and then try to get a refund. And then at this point, it's like one o'clock in the morning, so yeah. which is like three o'clock in the morning for me because I'm Toronto time at this point. So yeah, I just paid yeah. for the hotel. Still trying to get a refund for them from them. Um, That's the saddest back the next fucking day. thing. <laughs> it was heard. like, uh, it was so horrible. bad. So yeah, oh I've God, never so flown at the holidays on the holiday during the holidays ever, ever, ever again ever? No, <laughs> never again that's so, so fucking stressful I, and I was like ugh. by myself too like yeah. i think it would have been more manageable if i had somebody else with me to like mm-hmm. help me through that or like another opinion or whatever but i was just mm-hmm. like by myself just yeah. <laughs> trying to oh my find my way around vancouver like <laughs> yeah literally just like nowhere so to much. go you're just like this no bad in the middle of vancouver nowhere to stay except the yeah. airport for the next 21 <laughs> hours like <Yeah>. what <laughs> I know, and like That's so sad. with WestJet, I wouldn't have been like I would have had to stay like in front of security. Like I couldn't go through security because I had a bag to drop, but you can't drop it that early, which like makes me feel very unsafe what? sitting with all <laughs> of my luggage in a part yeah. of the airport that anyone can be in and trying to sleep yeah. by myself mm-hmm. as a young lady. 
in a big city i was like that's that's not gonna work for me (laughs) no no yeah you're like no i'm sorry i have to absolutely not i choose life (laughs) i choose life tonight (laughs) oh my god that's so fucking sad that's the i hate that choosing life means that you have to pay like a hundred bucks for a hotel and also you know what else is stupid about hotels that if you get there at one o'clock in the morning they don't give you like a discount i know for not not being there at the beginning of the night the whole time yeah Usually for like, like a couple uh, hours. Like room service ends. Like I'm just gonna be sleeping and then leaving. Like what yeah. kind of a fucking disaster do you think I'm gonna make in these couple of hours that I have to be here? Like oh, that's so sad. That's so stressful. Oh my god. When things. No, I hate it when things go wrong at the airport. I literally I know. don't know what to do because I'm never and you're like just at their mercy. Like there's nothing you can yeah. do except exactly what they tell you. Yeah. Okay. Literally. I guess I'm not getting a hotel voucher. I guess I'm staying here yeah. overnight. Oh my god. That's Thank so sad. God I really for Flair. I love Flair. Yeah, I'm glad Flair came through for you. Jesus yeah. Christ. WestJet? I keep hearing horrible stories about WestJet, don't to be honest. Jet. Like, I don't think I've ever heard anything good about it's them. It's not, like, totally their fault. I think they're dealing with, like, staffing shortages because of Omicron. So, like, everyone's mm. getting exposed. And, like, so that's why they're canceling flights. So it's not, like, their fault necessarily. Yeah. But I still blame them for making it so stressful and not giving me a hotel voucher and yeah. not giving me a freaking refund for my flight that I didn't get on. Yeah. Because yeah, like you, you couldn't get it. me there on time. Like, I paid for a service and you didn't deliver on that service. And they still don't give a fuck. They're like, well, sorry. That's your loss. <laughs> and then you have to pay for another flight. Like, that's so stupid. Yeah. So, like, I'm still trying to get... Uh, I'm trying to get a refund for one of them. Some flight. Mm-hmm. So, I'm still trying to get through to Expedia for my freaking refund. And since my flare flight was delayed by six hours, mm-hmm. I'm entitled to financial compensation. So, I'm Ooh. hoping... I get something back from someone about so something. Too. I hope so. Too. I don't know you why, really but... deserve it. You deserve to get paid for the amount of oh fucking time God. and money that you spend and the amount of emotional stress and emotional that's damages so that much. they have placed onto you on oh this day. Boy. Never Damn, do so connecting fucked. flights. That's the other lesson. Like at the end connecting, of the day, I probably no spent choice, as eh? much Is doing a connecting flight. Oh, there was direct, mm. but it was so expensive. Yeah, and yeah. Swoop was like flying out on weird days that like didn't mm-hmm. work with my schedule. So I didn't choose Swoop, but... I think from now on, I'm going to go with Swoop. Yeah. Or yeah. or Flair. Flair doesn't fly to Victoria in the winter, so Swoop, I guess, but... Mm-hmm. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Never one of the I'm, bigger ones. I'm home. Just go I'm with home. the with the little yeah. cheapies and the just yeah. just get there. Just get there. That's all you need. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's so sad. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> so, yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys, for that really long-winded intro, but... <laughs> anyways we're here (laughs) the point is we're both alive and we're both in our respective homes Mm -hmm. and sitting across from each other technically if this was the metaverse we would be sitting across from each other but um (laughs) that'll never happen because we say fuck the metaverse and we're never gonna we're never gonna (laughs) enter it ever (laughs) um all right so this week i'm going first and um you know we're just coming off of our one year anniversary so uh very exciting stuff we're getting started getting i guess back to our roots because i have an opinion for you guys today (laughs) yay Yay. (laughs) so my opinion today is about a couple of interior design and like home design concepts that make me really like they they make me mad and there's no reason that they should make me mad i'm not a homeowner i'm like about to start renting like there's just no reason that they should make me this upset but like i just i just hate things so this is one of the things that i've chosen to hate so let's start strong my beef with open concept homes i do not like open concept homes i would never want to live in an open concept home and i don't think that it's a comfortable place to live and in selling sunset literally the entire fucking show is just selling open, open concept. concept indoor at outdoor living point, <laughs> indoor outdoor living at one point chriselle walks into a house with mary and she's like oh my god this is so great i love it when you walk in and the concept is just like and mary's like open and chriselle is like open and it's like <laughs> as if you haven't been saying that for the past five episodes if that's about, not like every single home ever <laughs> yeah, in LA, literally. every single new home yeah every single one is open concept it just doesn't make i don't know i don't know i'll get into it um i strongly disagree with you krigel i don't like krigel sorry i don't love it when i walk into a home and it's open concept that doesn't make me feel good it makes me feel stressed out <laughs> maybe it looks pretty for tv but i don't think that it's practical hmm. number one I think that the separation between the kitchen and the dining or seating area is a lot more important than people make it out to be. 
um, because I think kitchens are the most active rooms in the entire house. They're going to be used by every single person who lives in that home. It's impossible to keep it clean for longer than like 10 hours. <laughs> yeah, maybe longer than like five hours. I might be stretching it with a 10, but I was just thinking when you're asleep. But mm. even then, people get up to make midnight snacks, leave a little bit of crumb mess, you know? Who knows? Yeah. So this means that like when you have guests over, um, your kitchen isn't hidden away in a corner for them not to see how truly messy you are, but instead it's right out in the open. Your secrets are revealed mm. right off the bat. Mm. Um, living rooms, like living rooms can stay clean-ish for a lot longer. And if there is a mess in the living room, like it's a like blanket splayed somewhere or like yeah. the coffee table is a little messy. It's completely manageable and it looks like it's a lived in space. But the kitchen is an eyesore. <laughs> is especially when you start getting like appliances i always like i don't understand how people hide appliances like i got like my soda stream like my coffee maker like toasters like where do they go i don't know and i don't and i don't think that it's practical to put a toaster away every time you finish using it my god keep it out So it's just going to be filled with stuff on the counter. Like your counter space is going to be like completely taken up. And also for another kind of event that you might be having for like a party, for example, mm. you know, they say that the open concept is amazing for hosting um, in Selling Sunset. They say that a lot that like it's perfect for hosting because it's so open concept and the flow of the rooms and how amazing it is, blah, 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 all this stuff. But in reality, the kitchen is where all the grimy dishes go. It's where all of your cups go. And if you start your party at about six o'clock, if you start pre-drinking at four and people don't <laughs> leave until two o'clock in the morning, they're just going to be staring at this mess the entire time that they are there. And then you will get more stressed out at every passing cup and plate <laughs> that gets put into your kitchen because you know you're going to have to be the one cleaning it. And then you won't be able to relax yeah, and have fun at your own party. If the mess is hidden, in a way you can at least pretend to forget about it you can at least not think about how bad it actually is you know (laughs) but instead it's just there stays gross for the entire night i'm sure your other guests aren't really like oh cool like i love looking at this like dirty mess that i've been making dirty dishes (laughs) (laughs) best part of the party (laughs) so that's reason number one um definitely separation is necessary Mm -hmm. for the kitchen Mm -hmm. and another reason is that smells waft and this is sometimes fine but sometimes like when someone is cooking something very spicy Mm. or brothy like for example Mm. chicken bone broth my mom likes to make chicken bone broth and sometimes it wafts up to my room and it literally makes me want to hurl it's probably the worst (laughs) smell i've ever smelled in my life like chicken bones cooking in hot water disgusting It's so fucking gross. And I can't imagine how shitty that would be in an open concept living space because mm-hmm. then that smell like gets sucked into your couch and gets sucked into your ottoman and like gets on all your appliances. And like, it's just, yeah, I just don't think it's a very um, great idea. And people don't want to be smelling that even if, if they're just sitting there like minding their business, watching TV or like having an office or something like that. Like people, people don't want that. Also, another thing is the noise. Like, if you're running a blender while someone is watching a movie, they're going to be able to hear that. <laughs> yeah. The microwave, also hella loud. So if yeah. you hear the microwave beeping, like imagine in your home, you hear the microwave beeping and you're like, ah, oh, this is so loud. Now imagine an open concept home where the noise can just echo off of the walls of your 8,000 square foot home. <laughs> and your secret of snack in the middle of the night is no longer a secret. Yeah. Now everybody knows that you like your midnight snacks from the microwave and um that's what i why i don't think it's a great room and architects and interior designers have called the open concept space a great room because it's just like a big room but like great yeah <laughs> great room. Thank god everyone can see me do everything yeah, i think it's really- like so impractical if there's more than one person living in the home like one person i can kind of yeah. see like okay you know, it's like a you can only pad. occupy one space at a time. Yeah. But if there's more than two people, like imagine if your partner like had friends over mm-hmm. and like you weren't feeling well. I don't know. This is just a very hypothetical situation. There is no way that you can get anywhere but your room to like get yeah. a snack or like get yourself some water without just like being in everyone's See, business. How do you cook totally. a meal while somebody's watching TV? Like, it's kind of fun sometimes yeah. when you can do those things at the same time, like participate. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see that mm-hmm. being fun, but yeah, it's not the most practical. Yeah, not for every day. Like, you can still... Space. Yeah, exactly. And you can make that happen for yourself in different ways. Put a TV in the kitchen if you want. <laughs> 
bring the other person in with you. Like, I don't know. It could just be separated. And the thing, too, is about the multiple people living in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, open concept homes are, like, advertised to families because they're like, yeah. oh, like, moms, you can watch your kids while you make your omelet in the morning, blah, 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 all this stuff. But there's so many arguments against that because they say that the mess that kids make is not being contained in one room. Mm. So if you have like a playroom or a toy room, it's not, it no longer exists. The playroom and the toy room is the entire lower level of your home. All up for grabs. You're you're never going to get that space cleaned ever. (laughs) And another thing is privacy. I feel like... I like some walls when it comes to the kitchen. And your sick example is perfect. Sometimes also cleaning isn't a cute look. If people are over, if your roommates are over, if there's family downstairs and like you just don't want to invite them to like watch your one woman performance of just like (laughs) scrubbing the fucking like sink or something like that. It's just not, it's just not it. I think like dining room and kitchen separation, like it's okay it could work in like a certain configuration maybe this is because of like what my house is like where it's like it's more traditional we've got walls separating like most of the areas but there's still a flow to it so it's still totally fine um maybe i'm biased but (laughs) i personally think that it's nice to have like freshly cooked food into a bit of a separate area if you're working in the kitchen um for your friends or your family and having a wall in between you doing the cooking and them hanging out prevents fomo (laughs) because then you're kind of like you're in your own space and they're in their own space and you don't have to like look at them having fun while you're like maybe not having fun in the Mm -hmm. kitchen like cooking is fun sometimes but sometimes it's not so sometimes it's nice to be able to just like be be a different part of your (laughs) lives you know and um it also prevents feelings of guilt from arising from not helping Even if you said, like, oh, I'll help, I'll help. But it helps the feelings stop from arising. And these are the things that the articles won't tell you, okay? (laughs) It's cool. It's cool to, like, have the secrecy of Mm. a meal being prepared, you know? Yeah. Part of the fun of, like, seeing, like, a beautiful plate come out or, like, a beautiful piece of pie come out is not seeing that the spoon was dropped on the floor (laughs) or that, like... Or that you had to do like a last minute to scrape off a layer of burnt crap. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Those fills made along the way. Not seeing the mess, you know. It helps Mm -hmm. you stay. It helps you stay cool, calm, and collected, and it helps you feel. Yeah, exactly. It's a mystery, and it's cool to have like a like a restaurant dining experience too, right? Like you could just get your food brought out to you, and it's like, oh my god, this is so awesome. This is just randomly prepared, (laughs) and they'll never see like the stack of dishes or the stack of shit going on in the kitchen. It's the secrecy. And the surprise is nice. And I don't think that we should take that away with these stupid open concept homes. (laughs) I'm going to get into it a little bit more later because I have beef with another part of the world. (laughs) So remember this. (laughs) Part two of why open concept sucks. uh, Also, privacy part two slash open concept sucks part two. The pandemic. So, Ah. right? Classic. This is like just relevant in every area of our lives at this point. People have started moving out of their open concept homes. The um, want for open concept homes has steadily been dropping. In year one of the pandemic, Americans were split 50-50 about open concept. And every year since the pandemic, that has dropped by about 2%. Leading <laughs> well, closer. Like we need some goddamn walls in here. Yeah, we need some space. Like We need to be able to just like reflect, relax, and chill, and just be on your own. Like Just being... Like, I get it. You know, we've been, like, alone for so long. But still, having your privacy from, like, <laughs> other people, it's necessary. It's needed in, in a balanced life, in mm-hmm. my opinion. And a lot of people are kind of, like, straying more towards the traditional style of homes or, like, the closed concept. One architect called it broken concept home, which I hate. Hello? <laughs> yeah. What? Open concept, broken concept. Like, bitch, broken concept came first. Put some respect on broken concept name. Call it traditional. Call it what it is, not broken concept. So yeah, I think people like to retreat into their own private spaces. And so much so that people who have open concept homes are now getting work done on their homes to like add a room into the back and call it a plus room or a utility room that can be used for working out of an office or a dedicated playroom for the kids or for like lifting weights and working out and having an in-home gym or something like that. Mm. People are adding this into their open concept homes. So if you have a traditional or broken concept home, you're already winning. Okay, you're doing good. Another couple of other points that I found from doing research, um, barely any, but like still, 
Apparently, it's a lot less energy efficient and it takes a lot more to heat or cool an open concept oh. home than it does regular rooms. Interesting. It's also harder to build because there's no support walls yep. throughout. Yeah, structurally, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. So they have to use heavy metal on All the physics, sides. Yeah. Engineering. Physics. Exactly. So in a way, it's less safe. This is coming from my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Not the physics and engineer's brain, but still. Also, something I didn't think of is that there's less space to hang up artwork. Oh, You only have four walls instead of like a bunch of other walls. That's true. Sad. Good point. Um, and a lot of people say that it works on reality TV because it looks like a showroom for mm, furniture. Mm-hmm. So it's like easy to look at it and be like, wow, look at all this nice furniture and this nice kitchen and this nice this and it's nice that. And it's not really about like the home. It's more about the stuff that's in the home. So um, that's why that's how we've been bamboozled and tricked into thinking bamboozled. that the concept is cool. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> so my next beef is something that seems to go together with open concept sometimes okay which is marble counters and tables <laughs> you don't like or marble counters? desks i hate marble counters i hate them so much Why? they're so uncomfortable i don't like them i hate like putting my elbows on them and they're very hard and they're very cold as well like my elbows feel like i'm being i'm like digging into like, the marble okay specifically marble or do you mean just like granite stone like stone Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> like, I have no beef with, like, the design of marble. Like, if you want to paint yeah. something in a marble way, like, whatever, do your thing. But it's, uh-huh. like, the hard stone, the hard, like cold them. stone that I really don't like. What do you like. prefer? No. I know. I don't know. Like, something softer. <laughs> like what? Like a wood. Something oh. wood. Something that, like, has a little bit of but texture wood to is, like, it, porous, maybe. So, like... For Wood. counters, it probably wouldn't work. There's just yeah. something about there's just something about marble, <laughs> though. Like I I can't I don't exactly oh, know what it I, is. I have to disagree like, with you on this one. I, I like really, oh, yeah, but it's just I like, cold like, all the time. There's counter. this like, no, I don't like them. Like okay, I have also seen this trend recently where people have been turning marble like um, what do you call it, cutting boards, mm. and then like cutting on the marble, and like I just get really like upset when i when the sound of the (laughs) of it like screeching or something like that or of even the cutting or like anything happening on there that is just not supposed to happen like i just hate it so much it just really like grinds my gears it's like an internal ick that i have against marble counters i'm like this doesn't happen to me a lot like i don't care about nails on a chalkboard but like marble counters marble counters (laughs) god forbid marble counters (laughs) i can't do it i literally can't do it and like they're always so cold i whenever i put my hands on them they always leave like a little bit of condensation and then i'm like oh i'm so embarrassed but like why why am i embarrassed by like leaving like i'm just a human being with body heat why do marble counters make me feel so insecure what is this (laughs) i don't understand i I can honestly say i don't know (laughs) i don't know i I don't like the sound of when you put the pencils or the pens if you're trying to work on a marble countertop and um, you're just like trying to sit and type on your laptop or something like that. If you're trying to put down pencils, pens, trying to move your mouse or something like that. Just everything has the opportunity to like screech and make a lot of noise. And like I just it makes me want to crawl out of my skin, to be honest. I would rather work lying down on like a hard floor or a carpet. Actually, I would rather do that. That sounds a lot nicer than doing anything on marble. I went to a friend's place one time and she had marble countertops and her mom was putting out like mats on the marble countertops because she knew, well, I don't know if she knew, but she was like, they are not comfortable. Like here is a nice something to, to rest yourself on because the stone, it just never gets warm. You're just never, I've never been comfortable at a marble countertop ever in my life. Putting down cups on a marble countertop, also horrible. So much noise. Very loud. Yeah. (laughs) I can agree with that one. And it like it just always makes me nervous. It's just like I don't want to put my drink down now or whatever it is down because I just know that it's going to clatter when it hits the countertop and I just don't want to do it. The noise, the cold, deal breaker for me. And the thing is that these things often come together. It's often an open concept home with marble countertops. So <laughs> yeah. luckily in my life, I probably will never have to face <laughs> the injustices of these kinds of like living lifestyles i'm just not a fan i think i enjoy like 
decor i think and also like marble countertops also kind of come along and like open spaces they also always look super super clean and like mm-hmm. not very lived in and stuff like that and i get that it's probably easier to clean but i just don't think it's my preference like i think i prefer a place that looks like lived in and it looks like it has things i think i'm more of a maximalist than a minimalist <laughs> <laughs> to be honest <laughs> i like a home that doesn't feel like it's just taken out of a catalog and mm. Marble has uh, it's really taken the cake for that one. I really just can't deal with this. I prefer wood. <laughs> or anything else. Like, I don't know what other types of things there are that you can make like a counter laminate? space out of. Laminate, maybe, would be better, I think. I'm just not a marble person. Very interesting. That is all. That okay. is my beef. <laughs> like, final beef. Okay. Which is more of a kind of trendy thing that what's mm-hmm. happening for a while is when people paint over like really nice wood or oh, um, I hate that. yeah it's like these specific tiktoks that i used to see i don't see them as much anymore because we're like year three into the pandemic so that was more of like a year one and a half type of thing <laughs> people would do vintage flips yeah. um and like you know don't get me wrong vintage flips are super fun but i they think that good. you should try to preserve some of the integrity of the original piece uh for example if you have a beautiful I don't know, mahogany or chestnut dresser and it's like really stained nicely and it has some beautiful like mirror with like that filigree around it and it's just Mm. like carved perfectly and it looks amazing and then like someone goes to Dollarama, gets some white acrylic and paints it. It's just insulting. (laughs) (laughs) You know you can like sand it off. Like it's not ruined forever. Yeah, I know. But even (laughs) even that, I'm just like, come on. Like, if you know it's going to get sanded off eventually, you're just making it harder for the next person. And you're putting in you're making that person do more work when they're like, I got to get rid of this. Like, this is so ugly. Like, because I've seen those on TikTok, too, where they find like a vintage find, but someone Mm -hmm. had clearly painted over it. And then they sand off the layer of paint and they're like, this is so beautiful. Why would anyone ever paint over this? Mm -hmm. So just save that in between step (laughs) of painting it. Just don't do it (laughs) personally (laughs) i think i strongly believe that like rich woods like that should Mm. only be stained and never painted over and i understand that Mm. some wood is made to be painted totally fine whatever Mm -hmm. you know some wood is like very common wood and like it's fine you can paint over it you're good but if it's like a nice wood leave it as it is if ain't broke don't fix it (laughs) first of all a tree died for you to put your stuff in drawers and everyone knows it you know everyone knows that your furniture is probably made out of wood so you can either like flaunt it and show Mm. off the wood panes and or you can look at it as like a respect thing where you're respecting the tree and keeping its memory alive by showing off its beauty Mm. yeah right respect for nature respect for dead nature <laughs> preserve the wood pattern <laughs> you know i was actually watching a tiktok like very recently and it reminds me of mm-hmm. this she was talking about like you know how there's like that whole fast fashion thing yeah she's talking about like fast design i think it was oh. called or like fast furniture about how furniture uh-huh. today is like made to be thrown out but furniture used to be made to like last forever and it was passed down through generations and like there are yeah. big industries for refinishing not like painting over, but like refinishing like yeah. wood and stuff like that. So I think it has to do with that. I think it's people trying to make like so cool. old furniture into like look more like Modern-y? the furniture that's sold today, mm-hmm. which is normally like colored or like white or something like that. Yeah, versus I'm thinking that, like, of like a white style. Ikea desk or something like that. Yeah, And it's yeah. like it's painted over for sure. I can see that. And it was never meant to be like the wood that's like Yeah, don't try to sand those wood. down. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's not made for that. It's not made for that purpose. Mm. Yeah, but it's like, so I think it's like tr- gotta... people trying to bridge those two, which maybe shouldn't be bridged. Like if you I want a white agree. desk, maybe buy it from Ikea. Yeah. Yeah. It might be, it might be not as good, but listen, at least you're not like tarnishing some beautiful mm. vintage. Like yeah. if you're going to be doing the vintage thing, you got to have respect for the vintage. <laughs> you got to have respect for what it used to be, you know, <laughs> you know, you got to like give it a second life, not just like turn it into this fast furniture industry Mm. plant situation please (laughs) respect mother nature (laughs) like nature is literally doing the design work for you at that point and like yeah it's just not for me you've already you've already murdered the tree and now you're going to disrespect it by painting it like white with polka dots or something like that 
it's really it's really really rude there's no need to flip furniture that's already good (laughs) so yeah to end it off (laughs) my nightmare home uh would be open concept with marble Mm -hmm. desk space and painted drawers that aren't meant to be painted um so yeah in conclusion i just don't like modern homes i just have a lot of beef with them (laughs) like i don't i just don't feel comfortable in them i can't see Mm -hmm. myself living in a modern home ever and yeah i'm just not a fan overall it's not for me and i don't think that i think it's falling out of favor character out of homes modern homes. totally they're all just like cookie cutter empty spaces Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have yeah it doesn't look customized it doesn't look like anybody lives in it like it mm-hmm. literally just looks like it could be and it looks down terrible onto the next person and it's just fine if it looks like someone lived in it that's the thing with like these modern oh, like open spaces is that if you're mm-hmm. not like very very neat and very very clean and like no clutter it looks awful yeah it looks really 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 <laughs> yeah. cluttered and you're not meant to never be, be able to get on top of that mess Mm-mm. because that's just how you live that's just it's it's fine but like it's yeah it's just not for me if i ever get an open concept home i will be building a wall for sure at least in between like the kitchen and the rest of the area Mm. at Mm -hmm. least there maybe (laughs) oh it's not for me fair enough fair enough fair enough and yeah that's my opinion that's all i got for you guys very valid very valid fuck you if you don't agree no i'm kidding Okay, people, welcome to the second half of the podcast, where I am talking about something that has been a question I've had in my life recently. So since, like, I've gotten back from Ontario, I've gotten very into reading. Oh my god, I've been reading, like, a lot. I just finished a book for the first time in, like, a year. (laughs) I've finished three books this week. (laughs) I have completely replaced, like being on my phone and watching tv with reading this week because i discovered that's so awesome i can fulfill my love for reality tv by reading trashy romance novels (laughs) (laughs) i love it yes oh my god this made me really think and really ponder because like people always revere reading as like Mm. an intellectual (laughs) endeavor but when i'm reading trashy romance novels it doesn't feel like it it doesn't I feel like agree. I'm being that intellectual. <laughs> <laughs> and like when I put my book down after reading for a couple hours, I honestly don't feel any different than if I just watch TV for a couple of hours. Like, oh, really? It just feels like two different ways to like dissociate and yes. ignore reality. And I come back from both feeling kind of like fuzzy and like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, just, like a little out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so it like got me really thinking about. Why do we feel like reading is a better pastime than being on screens? Mm-hmm. Because I get if you're reading nonfiction, sure, you're learning things. But if you're reading fiction, is it really any that different? And like parents, yeah, especially, why? are oh. so obsessed with their kids reading. It's like their yeah. freaking wet dream. It's like, (laughs) if their kid is reading, nothing else matters. You were supposed Mm -hmm. to take out the garbage. Oh, but you were reading? No problem. Don't worry. Keep going. (laughs) I won't disturb you. Like, it's, there's like this obsession with reading. And it's seen as more of a hobby than watching TV is. Yes. And people who, like, read are, like, Reading is, like, a hobby. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's something you do. Yeah. Okay, I see. I was like, what what is going on here? Especially when you have bad taste in books like I do. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't think I'm learning anything. So tasted <laughs> this this whole podcast segment is just basically it was a selfish endeavor to see mm. if what I was doing was actually good for me or not. Um, so I'm comparing reading and watching TV. And actually, the consensus is is that reading is better no matter what genre <laughs> you're reading. So I'm okay. I'm good. Um, Yay, but we'll get good. into like some facts and stuff like that, and then we're gonna yeah. compare like reading vessels so reading books versus kindles versus ipads mm. and then okay. genres if there's genres that are better than others um yes there are fantasy is the best genre romance trashy romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> i used to love trashy romance They're which so ones did you good. read did you read for like under 18 like preteen romance trashy no. novels those no. are the best. more like adult ones but <laughs> you can read adult trashy romance novels yeah yeah oh! What did you Good. read? What are they called? Give us the title. I, I don't want to because Please. I'm so embarrassed by it. 
Fifty Shades? <laughs> no, it wasn't Fifty Shades, but it was, it's basically like, so stupid. It was, it's a four-parter, I think. And it's mm-hmm. basically, each book is about a different brother. <laughs> There's four brothers. They own, they're CEOs of like this big media company. Cool. <laughs> it's just about their love lives. It's just about them like finding the one, you know, so in the love story. But I love it. It's it's addicting to me. So yeah, you know, yeah, I understand. I can't help it, guys. I can't choose what interests me. I can't choose. No, I totally understand. Trenchy. And sometimes, like the way that like romance happens in books is better than real life. Uh, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> Amazing. It's like my life could be like that. It just feels like it's so much closer to reality than TV is sometimes. Like when I'm watching TV, I'm like, oh, oh my God, that would never happen. You know, when I'm watching like Hallmark movies, but when I'm reading a book and they're like, he slowly like cups her cheek (laughs) and like, yeah, I can feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I love trashy romance. Me too. Let's get into it a little bit. <laughs> Let's um, do it. So some research that we will get into. So in Hikaru Tegachi Tohoku University in Japan, <laughs> okay, <laughs> university in Japan, um, they basically did a study on children and they found that children who watch more TV versus reading books have um, lower verbal reasoning and higher levels of arousal and aggression and the frontal lobe of their brain which is actually where the verbal reasoning is um thickens which is bad (laughs) oh okay because you get more aggressive it's like i think more like tough you know like yeah less pliable doesn't work as well kind of situation Hmm. but then on the flippity flip in a 2015 study uh the university of maryland found that kids who watch sesame street as preschoolers are better prepared for learning when they enter kindergarten so it's not all bad for that's it can prepare you um it's just training you on how like school works though i don't know if you're better prepared for learning i think it's just like that's what the research says Lydia. okay okay research says (laughs) sesame street good sesame street good (laughs) no no i mean i don't think preschoolers can read so that might also be why i don't think there was much of a comparison there you're right they are learning the abcs (laughs) it's a little bit more of an accessible medium to them okay 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 okay. but basically the consensus of research says that reading a book is really good for you and better than listening to audiobooks or reading on an e-reader so physically like reading a book is the best thing that you can do what and what's wrong with e-readers we'll get into it don't worry we'll okay, get into okay. it not not a whole lot to be honest with you but we'll get into it so basically okay. reading as a whole it reduces stress it promotes comprehension and imagination it alleviates mm. depression helps you sleep and it can also prevent alzheimer's which is kind of cool yes i have heard that about reading yeah. too it keeps your brain active yes exactly so basically the thesis or the main argument to this is because reading is an active activity while watching tv is passive I don't, but don't, isn't watching TV also kind of act, like, the way I do it, it can be active, like, when I get emotionally (laughs) invested in characters' lives. Okay, not, it's, no, it's not, like, you, Mm. it feels like it's active, but it's not active in the sense where, like, so when you watch TV, it, like, stops, like, a step short, because when you read a book, you have to imagine the scene. When you're watching a TV, it shows you the scene. And that's, Mm -hmm. like, the main difference between them is that, like, reading actually makes you actively imagine things and create Mm. things and, like, understand words where movies kind of do it for you. Yeah, yeah. All the context is placed in front of you. You don't need to make anything up. You don't need to, like, work to understand anything. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. And something that's really cool is that they found that when you read books – it activates the same part of your brain as if you're doing it. So let me do an example. So if you're reading a book about somebody riding a bike, it yeah. activates the same part of your brain as if you were actually riding a bike. That's so So your brain cool. thinks you're riding a bike. So it's like really good what activity for your brain. Yeah. Oh, so that makes sense that like the trashy like romance like feels like it's actually happening to <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, we're actually because it in actually it. We're is. in love. According to your brain, it is happening to you in that moment. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, that's so interesting. So your brain yeah. just can't tell the difference between no. actually doing the thing and not no. doing the thing. Like, obviously, you know a difference because you're not, like, 
your brain's not like making your feet start like pumping or whatever right. yeah because like, yeah, it like, it's know the same part of not. your brain okay uh, i guess i Which just don't cool. really have a big understanding of how the brain works because that Me is neither. very cool i didn't yeah. know that that was possible <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and words written in books on average are about twice as complex as those spoken on tv um and oh, yeah. when there's unknown words you have to like contextually try to understand what they mean mm-hmm. and in tv you just kind of forget about it don't really care (laughs) just skip right past and move on yeah yeah you're like all right whatever forget about it move on um reading requires constant attention whereas Mm. when you watch tv you can do other things and like have your attention uh flick back and forth so Mm -hmm. tv kind of negatively affects your attention span because it allows you to do that that. whereas Mm -hmm. reading helps you develop like a larger attention span because you really have to like dedicate and focus focus on your book yeah totally I hear that um, multitasking is not actually a thing. No. And it actually makes you work a lot slower. So I feel yeah. like TV is kind of an exercise in multitasking and in like working multitasking. slower. Yeah. Multitasking. And mm-hmm. then reading is like what you're, if you're only focusing on one thing, is good. Yeah. Book good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it also improves your memory because like reading is basically a memory game. Because you have to constantly keep track of, like, plot points and, like, what's happened to the character and recall them in different situations and, like, remember the order of the plot. So it's basically making your brain work in that way. That's so cool. And reading is also good for your heart, which I thought was interesting um, because it relaxes you. you. No, (laughs) because it relaxes you and it improves blood flow to your brain. So it's good for your cardiovascular health to read. That's so cool. So if your parents are like, go outside, get some exercise, be like. I can just read a book. I get the same amount of exercise. My heart is still healthy. (laughs) (laughs) And they found that reading for just six minutes can reduce your stress by 68%. Which is a freaking lot. (laughs) A freaking lot. A lot of stress being taken away. Oh Mm -hmm. my god. I guess Mm -hmm. it is relaxing, but I didn't realize how relaxing it is. I don't know, because something about reading feels productive, even though it's technically not but yeah i think i understand where they're coming from because when i'm watching tv to procrastinate versus when i'm reading to procrastinate it is a different feeling <laughs> yeah yeah but the vibes like, are different i i still wonder if some of that feeling is because of like the way we view reading yeah versus versus tv, TV. <laughs> like tv I is just like looked down be. upon and like reading mm-hmm. is like oh my god you read but mm-hmm. like yeah um it could definitely be that yeah and adults who read for just 30 minutes a week are 20 percent more likely to report greater life satisfaction 30 Aww. minutes a week that's all it takes to improve your life by 20 percent it you just gotta read a book happier. yeah it's so insane yeah so maybe it's because it feels like you're living a couple of a better lives, lives. <laughs> A better life you're like and oh, your brain I'm doesn't know the fantasy. difference no your brain is like i'm doing it's this like i'm awesome flying yeah. <laughs> i can fly uh, that's that amazing so much sense yeah your brain oh my god you're just tricking your brain into mm-hmm. like thinking into you're thinking doing you have skills cool things yeah. into thinking you're like in paris writing a novel <laughs> i know that's it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. such a great life yeah that's really um, cool yeah so let's get into uh, TV. Why TV is, I guess, bad. So <laughs> it shuts off activity in the brain. So reading enhances and like promotes activity. Watching TV shuts it off. Mm. But some pros about watching TV are that it brings people together because like reading Aww. you can't really do with other people. Yeah. Like you can, you can be in the same room, but it's not something you can like share. Whereas mm-hmm. TV, you can like watch a good TV show or a good movie with someone. It's totally. also like a topic of conversation and is good for bonding with like mm-hmm. you know like co-workers or friends that you're just meeting like you can talk about yeah. tv shows that you like and whatever yeah. you could t- you could talk about feel part you like of it too. you know when there's like mm-hmm. a tv show that everyone's watching you feel like yeah. you're like part of a group when you watch it too oh that reminds me of like when there used to be books that everybody was reading yeah, and like that was so much fun those were the days man i made one of my best friends from like sharing like a book that we both loved Aww. together <laughs> i know right man um tv is instant gratification which is kind of nice but not always good um tv might disrupt your sleep your sleep quality and leave you feeling groggy because of that you know the blue light the devil the blue blue light light. (laughs) oh not the blue light oh anything but the blue light um tv is also linked to a binge eating and mindless eating particularly of unhealthy food 
I've heard of that. Yeah. Because you like kind of shut your mind off. You're not really thinking what you're doing. And like a lot of times you just like keep eating and eating and eating. Yeah. You don't even notice that you're not hungry anymore. It's just like something to do. Your brain is like, please give me a stimulating action. Yeah. (laughs) Sitting here for hours just doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, People who watch a lot of TV are more likely to experience a greater decline in cognitive function in middle age. So if you watch TV, you're going to get dumb. At 40? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When you're (laughs) middle-aged. That's so young. Oh, yeah. That's so young Yeah, so start reading your freaking books. Otherwise, you're going to get stupid. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Now, this one, I don't know why. And it had, like, a medical journal linked to it. But I didn't read it because I didn't think I'd understand it. But (laughs) binge TV has been linked to a lower sperm count. Don't ask me why. I can't tell you why. But this is the fact. (laughs) You might not be able to have bubbas, guys, if you watch TV. <laughs> but read book. <laughs> and you're out. Many sperms. So watching TV is birth control? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. Just put them in front of TVs. Ah, <clears throat> that's so weird. Yeah. And lower verbal test scores correlate with increased hours of watching TV. And this is because of that thicker mm. frontal lobe that we talked about. Oh, you're right, right. Hmm, the thicker frontal... Okay, true. And, and it makes you more aggressive if you have a thicker frontal yes. lobe? No, it just... It, <laughs> <laughs> it said arousal, and, but it was talking about children, so I don't know what that means. I don't know if that oh. just means like they're like <laughs> easily sorry. like I excitable. I forgot we were talking about children. <laughs> <laughs> or if that... I don't know, but yes, it does increase aggression in kids. And like I think they mean okay. like reactivity by arousal. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I think they're, like, that's what they easily, mean. They're like easily... Like brought up. to anger yeah. or like to something okay 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 i think mm. i think and Damn. tv has a neutral effect on vocabulary so like the span of words that you can Just use neutral. it doesn't make it worse doesn't make it better but reading makes it better mm-hmm. so yeah Sometimes I feel like if I watch TV for, like, all day, I, like, forget how to talk. I'm not going to Yeah, <laughs> your brain just, like, is gone. Yeah. It's like a night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to use words. I am not needed anymore. anymore. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, um, so, as we can clearly see, reading a book is superior to watching TV. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, this also got me thinking about, like, this... There's, like, a great debate and great conflict or i don't know argument of what's best to read on people who read physical books have like this superiority complex about them and they're yeah. like there's nothing like the feel of a page you know I, yeah i agree there's nothing like the feel of a page for i sure. agree You're <laughs> i'm right. salty about this one i read um, on a kindle too but me I think too that books are great. <laughs> me too i read on a kindle so i was like a little put off by this section of my opinion <laughs> but reading on a piece of paper is actually superior to anything How? else that's... i don't know i still don't know i don't know um <laughs> it's just it's not a real screen it's like a it's like a fake screen it's a like fake it's... screen i know i know it, it... there's something about apparently like when you flip a page it gives your brain like a second to process and digest information okay but, like you still kind of have to do that on a kindle like it still yeah, takes my a kindle second is it's not very instantaneous slow. yeah exactly my <laughs> kindle like i have to click to get that to the next page and then everything mm. turns black and then i'm on the next page <laughs> yeah so it still gives you that moment of contemplation thank you very much google yeah uh, <laughs> and apparently there's also something about like physically being able to see how much you've read and how much you like have to mm-hmm. go that helps your brain track like the order of events they tested people okay. who read a book on a Kindle versus people who read a book on a piece of paper. And the mm-hmm. people, not a piece of paper, but like a paper book. <laughs> and the yeah. people who read it in a paper, paper book were able to like better recall plot events in the right order oh. than people on a Kindle. Not that like it was more. Oh. They were both able to recall like the plot events, but like one was in the right but order. In the right order. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's actually that's pretty interesting I, mm-hmm. I hadn't considered that like being able to see how far along you are but mine has a little a percentage on my kindle mine does does 30 percent done mine has like a little uh, uh line running across the bottom oh. and a little dot that like there you go kind of just moves along and it just kind of yeah it just imitates the book really it's an imitation of real life maybe that's the real beef that people have <laughs> with it is that like you know you're already being removed from real life but like you're i don't know i don't yeah, I don't really get the beef either because either way mm-hmm. you're you're reading, you're reading. something. Yeah, yeah, you're still so reading. Just let people read, goddamn it. 
Like, I get it. I love physical books, but they're just so expensive, too. They're also, mm-hmm. I find them, like, difficult. I'm going to sound so Gen Z by saying this. But, like, <laughs> I find it. It's hard to find a comfortable position when I have a book. Like, if I want to yes. lie down and read, it hurts my arms because when you're yeah. on one side of the page, you literally have to suspend it in, like, midair. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's just harder. When I have a Kindle, it's just one little box. I can lie on my side. Yeah. You can Every page is the same experience. <laughs> and the best thing, too, is that, like, you don't need to wear, like, a headlamp to read your book. <laughs> yeah. It has its own little light. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love my Kindle. I'm a, yes, I'm a Kindle reader. Um, yeah. Both reading on paper and reading on a Kindle are like equally as good slash bad for your eye mm-hmm. health. Neither of them are better or worse, but on a Kindle you can make oh, the good. font bigger, which is good. Which, which is, is good. Which point for, for Kindle. Okay, point for Kindle. <laughs> good job, Kindle. Uh, apparently for some reason, reading a paper book encourages you to slow down while reading on a screen encourages you to speed up. Uh, don't get that because i feel like it's the same experience but yeah i don't really understand that why do you feel like you need to go at a more leisurely pace when you have a book in your hand honestly that could be pretty bad too because i have a book a physical book that i have been trying to read for the past year and i just (laughs) i'm just going so slow through it like i don't think i'm ever gonna get to the end i'll read a page and then i'm like okay that's enough Mm. for the next five months maybe it's just not the book for you (laughs) That sounds like it's just maybe not, like, your genre. It's not It's not yeah, taking your interest, you know? And that yeah, was the that mistake that I had it. trying to read. I was like, I'm an adult now. I have to read adult <clears throat> books that are, like, smart and intellectual. You don't have to do don't that. Do that. Don't, no, I ne- I totally like, I literally never you. read by doing that because, like, I was just mm-hmm. so bored. And then I got into a genre that I like, and I'm all about yeah. the reading again. It's fun. Oh, that's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. Yay. You yes. should read some Sarah Dessens. Or the summer I turned pretty. Damn, that shit was fire. <laughs> In like grade eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we talked about the Kindle light. Kindle has a light, but it is not a blue light, which makes it very different. Yes. And yes, yes, the yes, yes. screen that it has, it's called an e-ink screen. And so it's very different from an LCD screen. LCD screen has like a backlight. So it's very. Yeah. And it's shining directly abrasive. into your eyes. Yes. Right? That's yes. the whole switch. Whereas <laughs> e-ink doesn't actually have a backlight. It uses, like, the light in your environment to reflect off of the white spaces and create, like, positive and negative space. So it what? adds, like, no extra strain to your eyes when you're reading it. And then the light that it does have is just, like, a soft white light that goes down yeah. across the screen. It's, like, outside <laughs> of the screen. I've so noticed that, it's too. So not, it's not a blue light, so it doesn't disrupt your sleep. And it's good yeah. for your eyes. No extra strain on your eyes. Bam. Boom. Did that. So it's like reading Get a book. It. God damn it. And then um, reading on like a tablet or your phone obviously admits that blue light mm-hmm. directly into your eyes. It um, is a little more painful to read on yeah. a laptop than it is to read on a Kindle. Oh my God. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So it can cause eye strain and disrupt your sleep. I actually used to in university, if there was like an ebook version of my textbooks, I would download them onto my Kindle. That's a that great way. idea. I'm going to do yeah. that next semester because yeah. I've really And you can highlight and like Kindle. add notes and you can export you them. Can? You can, if you download the Kindle app onto your computer, you can oh, open the stuff that you I have see. and you can like see the notes that you've written and stuff like that, but you can do all the reading on your Kindle. It just that's syncs perfect. it to your computer. Yeah. Perfect. I'm, that's so perfect. I'm literally going to start doing that like as soon as possible. <laughs> that's going to change my life. <laughs> All right. And then genre. So I, you know, well, obviously, like, there's clearly genres that, like, teach you more, you know, like, nonfiction. Like, self-help. Aside from that, um, there's actually, like, no more ven- benefits to certain genres than others. Oh, you know, but there sci-fi is... people always, like, are like, I'm the best fucking mm-mm, genre. I'm mm-mm. the smartest. Mm-mm. No, <laughs> they don't cognitively really have any benefits over the others. But there is a lot of benefits from reading, like, a variety of different genres. Oh, Like, switching shit. it up because it, like, it exposes <laughs> your brain to, like, more knowledge yeah. and more activities that it can do, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead and of different... just flying, yeah, so maybe true. it can, like, walk to the coffee shop. Different things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it can go on a so... spaceship. reading Mm. books of different genres can enhance your memory enhance vocabulary enhance writing skills boost creativity increase confidence and develop concentration so basically 
all of the things that are good about reading are multiplied when you read a variety of different genres. That is like the best news I've ever heard. (laughs) That's so awesome. I was like, thank God I can read trashy romance novels and it can still be good for my brain. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if you ever start to feel bad about yourself, you just balance it out with like another different different genre if you want to. Yeah, exactly. And And then then you're actually doing better for yourself. Boom. I love good. Man, trashy romance is the best. I love having trashy romance in like a fantasy novel. It's everything. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, there is a hierarchy in the reading world. So at the top, we have reading a variety of different genres from a paper book. Mm. And then we have just reading one genre from a paper book. Um, And then we have reading an ebook. Reading on tablet, phone, or computer, and then at the bottom is watching freaking TV. So, okay. (laughs) Basically, to conclude, uh, watching TV and reading are both just like vessels of dissociation, as I thought they were (laughs) at the beginning, and are both ways (laughs) to pass time. But one, you can strengthen your cognitive function while you do that, Mm -hmm. and the other one, you can weaken. So, there is a difference. Yeah. Okay. So, there is a difference. Yeah. So, it is good for you. So yeah. even if it's not directly productive, it's still technically, it's still good for you. Like yeah. you can still be doing something for your future self. If you're not like working mm. hard right now and you need a distraction and you need to have your you time. Read a book. You might as well just like, So yeah, that you're not stupid when you're 40. <laughs> 40 is too young to be stupid. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's yep. where midlife crisis has come from. They People who have midlife crisis haven't read enough books. I wonder if there's a correlation to that. <laughs> I bet there is. That'd be cool. I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. All right, guys, and that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Lydia's straight opinion, (laughs) all heart, all emotion. Um, Fuck open concept. Yeah, open concept. (laughs) Who has time for open concept? Not practical. Mm-mm. Very show homey, mm-hmm. not places that real people live in. No. And thanks for listening to my opinion about reading. <laughs> I hope it encouraged you all to go read a book. Goddamn yeah. it, be, be smart. Read be a book. Smart. Be smart. Past forty. Enjoy. <laughs> Find a genre you enjoy. Read. Yeah. Um, and if you want to let us know what you think, you can head over to our Instagram, which is very dot unimportant dot people. You can find us on Instagram, which is the unimportant ppl. Nope. Sorry, or on our Twitter. I said Instagram mm-hmm. twice. The second one was our Twitter. <laughs> uh, we're on TikTok. Y'all know that. Yeah, find yeah, us, find on, us on TikTok. And then most importantly, please follow us on Patreon. 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 It's on our Instagram. You have to go to our Instagram first. And then our link tree. And then click Patreon. And Yay. bam, you are there. You so won't regret it. We are no. up to date on Patreon. <laughs> oh, good. Everything is up there. <laughs> and that's it for us this week. Have a great day. 